On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I debate who should lead NAR. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is your co-host, the notorious Rob Hahn. And as always with me, the fabulous Greg Robertson, everyone. Woo! Hola. <laughs> Hola. How are you, man? I, I, look, I understand you have a big announcement to make. Yeah. Um, as we record this, July 28th, this is my last day at Lone Wolf. So All um, right. I've been... I took a two-week vacation, came a week back here, and it's been a busy week and um, wrapping up. And it's it's a little bit with mixed feelings. Um, the the company has asked me to kind of keep as a kind of a senior advisor role, which I'm I'm totally happy to do. Um, but you know, uh, extremely uh, proud of my time there. I you know I I still think those guys have got the right strategic vision going forward. So I know they're going to do well with that. Um, I've got no other big, um, all right. So plans. just to be clear, this is yeah. a mutual, like there's no scandal that's about to break. We're not going to be oh, no. Greg Robertson's name in the, in admin or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I don't know if I'd be a, a senior advisor then. Right. So, uh, um, I don't, and I don't really have any, you know, to me, it's just going to be focusing on, you know, you and I together on the podcasting, my blog with Vendor Alley. Um, I'm still, you know, to me, there's a lot of WNR people there still. So I'm extremely proud of those guys and, and um, the products are doing well. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, from the WNR ranks have been promoted and have a lot of great influence within the Lone Wolf organization. So yep. I'm going to be a, a big fan going forward. And there's been a lot of people that have from WNR that are in different positions around the industry that are doing really well. So, um, great. Yep. Hey man, look, uh, uh, congrats to you. Look, if, you, if anyone deserves a break, like, you know, it, you've, you've been more than, you know, I, I know you, like you've been working your ass off. You've built up WNR, the acquisition. Congrats. I think it, look, there is a loss for Lone Wolf because you are an amazing talent. Right. But yeah, yeah. I yeah, think Lone I mean, Wolf it's, has it's, to recognize. Look, man, the man man deserves a break. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got I've I've got three teenagers at home too, so I'm not yeah. sure how much of a break I'm going to have. But you know, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're teenagers; they don't give a shit about mom and dad. <laughs> like, you know, once my boys are teenagers, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, it's true. But uh, all right, well, congrats. Like I said, and I can't wait to hear you know see what you do next because I know like. You know, you're not going to just like retire. This is the end of Greg Robertson. You know, well, so, if anybody's got a good idea you know, that's not a CMA or something that that Lone yeah, Wolf yeah. does, let me know. As, as it happens, <laughs> I, I know somebody who has a yeah. really great idea, so we'll, we'll chat. <laughs> but uh, in any event, look, love it, there was love a request. It. There was a request made because uh, we've been focusing on some pretty heavy topics of late. You know, with, around with all the commissions, and rightfully so, because this is obviously like the biggest thing happening, you know, in and to yeah. the industry right now. But uh, it was like, hey, maybe, maybe give us a little bit, something a little different, a little lighter. And I thought I got the perfect, perfect one, right? <laughs> Which is I recently wrote that post about how NAR should get rid of the CEO role and make the president the CEO instead. And uh, 
It's one of those topics that, you know, it's it's interesting. It's, it is what it is. But it's look, a thought it's, piece. It's a thought it's, piece. Yeah. And, and let's put it this way. Whatever happens is not going to destroy the industry or completely revolutionize <laughs> the industry. right? <laughs> so I had a feeling you weren't going to agree. Uh, and this is one of the things that uh, that we do best, where we we argue. Mom and dad are fighting, right? Uh, so, I know you haven't read the piece. I'm proposing, essentially, here's I'll give you the proposal. Essentially, that the president of NAR should go from a one year position to a four year position, just like the president of the United States. That the Constitution, whatever the bylaws, be amended to vest all executive power in the president. So the leadership team. You know, the NAR has this leadership team, right, uh, would be transformed into more like a cabinet where the president would pick whoever he or she wants. And the board would be converted to more like a legislature. So with all the executive, all the business authority going to the president. And that way, you just, you know, instead of doing this like big executive search now, because they're, they're doing that. Bob Goldberg's retiring. Yep. Uh, instead of doing that. Maybe have another election because Tracy Casper is supposed to be president in 2024, right? Change that, say, hey, you know what? Run for office and whoever wins the office, you get a four-year term. You get paid the same as the U.S. president, which is 400000 a year, and we move on. Okay. So I've already heard from privately a couple of people like, you're crazy. So <laughs> I'm expecting well, you, you to tell me. <laughs> the, you're, you're, they, they're exactly – Absolutely right. I mean, I'm, it's. I normally could keep on everything you write, but with uh, the vacation and this going on this week, uh, I hadn't read it. So this is actually good that I haven't. But um, I mean, come on, Rob. I mean, this. I mean, I know sometimes you just want to kind of like poke the bear a little bit, but I mean, they're a realtor, which again is its own job and it's a tough job and everything else. But mm -hmm. to run a the largest traders organization in the world, what? I mean, that's a very different set of skill set than, 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 you know, making sure that a closing comes in on time. Right. I mean, I don't, I, I can't imagine any, you know, think of like any other industry, right. I mean, you know, you're uh, an association of, uh, you know, whatever, but right? just pulling somebody from the ranks with no, mm -hmm. with no prior background on doing those kind of things. It's just, I mean, it's, it's insane. Oh, dude. Is it? I mean, so let's then look at president, the governor, right, mayor of any any political organization in the country. Isn't it the same thing? I don't. I don't. You know, I don't think. Uh, you, know, you know, I guess that, you know, that's, that's a good point, especially with right. recent politics out there. But <laughs> I, I'm not sure those have been. Those are things that you would want to hold up high to say this is a good example of that happening there, right? Um, Why not? This is a. This has is the United a States has, hasn't the United States done pretty well? Or look at the state, right? Depending on the state, like the governor comes out of the ranks, right? And there's there's no qualification necessarily. Having said that, here here's what I will concede. No, you're absolutely right. The danger is you get somebody in who has zero experience. You know, they have no ability to, or anything, right? But the thing is, I'm like, look, if it's an open election, just like, again, <clears throat> President of the United States, governor of a state, mayor of a city, the qualification should be part of what the voters look at, right? So like when you're running for office, you would say, listen, I know I'm a realtor or I've done this, but here's my management experience. Here's my background. You know, I've served on the board of whatever my local associate for the last 10 years. Like they would have to make a campaign pitch. And then the voters, 
the members could then say, okay, well, we think that this person has the requisite type of management experience to be a good, effective CEO. Just like what we do for a governor or mayor or president, you know, it's relevant. You know, when somebody says, look, I've been a governor, right? This is a, a traditional classic path to the president of the United States, right? Maybe you, you're a successful businessman and then you ran for city council or something, and then you run for governor. You're like, I've, I have this record as a governor. Look at my experience. Now I want to be president. Versus somebody says, I'm an outsider. I'm, you know, like Trump is a perfect example of this, right? I, I'm an outsider. I'm a businessman, but I don't do politics. You should vote for me. And, you know, I, I don't think it would be different, right? <clears throat> so it's not like we're just going to randomly pick some realtor who's like just – Presumably that person would run for office and go convince NAR membership, I'm the right person for this job, right? And if it really is a competitive, like four-year term that has a pretty substantial salary, of course the expectation is stop doing everything else. This is a full-time job, right? Again, just like the executive uh, in government, right? It's a full-time job. You're expected to do this full-time. I, I think we'd get a bunch of people running, right? What do you think? Well, I mean, you, if you bring it into kind of like a politics thing there, I mean, if that if that's your if that's your kind of comparison, well, then mm -hmm. then you run the 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 risk of like you know super PACs and PACs sure. trying to get people in there, and, sure. and you know with <laughs> with a candidate that's going to be a, a a huge NIMBY person or sure. or or other things like that 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 sure. are not that, that are not like kind of looked at in in far in, in so far as a a professional you know, a position of making sure, you know, payrolls on time and, and you're moving the company forward and, and sure. strategic and things like that. You're, 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 you're opening up something there to be, and not to say that there's poli there's, there's politics in everything, right? I mean, they, Dude, they, they're, a lobby today. they're, they're <laughs> a lobbying organization for sure. Right. But yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly sure that's going to be the, the, the greatest thing, you know, to ever hit us. Um, and, and there could be some anomalies. I, again, I, I'm not sure Trump is really a, a good example. Bill Clinton, right? He was governor of Arkansas, right? And then he parlayed that executive experience to running for president. Uh, I don't know, Harry Truman. Like, we could go back and Ronald Reagan was an actor, you know, governor of California. Like, you know. Yeah, Democrats, but there seemed like to be FDR. a step between there. There was a screen actors guild governor i mean there sure. was some, you know some sort of sure. thing there but just to sure. pluck somebody that was a realtor one day and now is you but, know but that's what i'm saying my point is right my point is it's not plucking like that person would run for office and convince the majority of the nar membership to vote for that person do you know what i'm saying so you're right like now now the the truth, like, okay, we could have PACs, you know, they're already campaigns. So we've been to those mid-year meetings, remember, where they have the big posters? Yeah, but it's like, nothing like, nothing like if this is open up, you know, a free-for-all kind of thing, right? I mean. I think that's positive. Don't you have to be positive? Imagine we had 10 people running for 2024 NAR president, right? And all 10 people have like some various levels of experience, some platform, you know, like, look, elect, vote for me and I will do X, Y, and Z. They would make campaign promises. Right. And then once they're elected, and here's the big thing why I think this is a positive. Now you have the president with the actual executive authority and power to try and live up to those campaign promises. Right. Because today we have presidents of NAR, and I'm like, I, I, this is one of the things I wrote. I honestly can't tell the difference between one administration to the next. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, so the example I used was last year it was Leslie Rauta Smith. She was president of NAR, right? What's the difference between her administration and the Parcel administration in terms of like policy or personnel or anything, right? The only thing I could tell is each president comes in with like this theme. Like uh, Smith, Leslie Rauta Smith, her thing was planting trees. Kenny Parcel is riding with the brand. Uh, you know, before Leslie, you know what I mean? Like it's all some theme, but there's no substantive difference, right? And I kind of feel like, dude, I think it would be exciting. I think it would actually be beneficial for members to have five, six people running for office, right? And making you know, promises. If you elect me, I will resolve this NAR lawsuit or I will make sure that uh, the realtors get paid more or whatever, you know, whatever campaign promise. And then they also then become CEO so they could actually implement those. What's wrong with that? Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not just the running part that's a little bit troublemaking. It's just or troubling. It's the fact that um, you know, once they get the gig, I mean, now right. you are in charge of a of a multi million dollar yes, you know, trade organization. And yes. before you can even like you know, and this happens to current presidents or governors or whatever. It's yes. like I have no fucking idea how to do this job, much less move this in a direction that I've made promises for. So, sure, you know, you'd like somebody that, you know, as it is now that, okay, I'm going to shepherd this company while a person comes in, the president, the, in a case of a corporation, a lot of times it's the board of directors, sure. right? That'll kind of like decide what, where we're going to go forward, right? I mean, uh, you know, so, I mean, to me, th th there is... You know, there is precedent for how this is done right now in, in, in organizations and, and NARA has a bit of that, although their their board of directors is like <laughs> massive, right? Plus yeah. It's bigger right, than Congress. Right, yeah. Right. Um maybe maybe there's something in the middle here, now that, that I, I kind of phrase it that way, that you okay. have you still have the same structure, but and I know that there's been talks in other podcasts about shrinking the board of NAR to really a tight because maybe it doesn't just take one person. There's a there's a chairman of that board. Sure. With four others. Sure. Right. That that now that now can like affect change instead of this managing this unwieldy kind of like you know I, I mean I, we've seen the ballrooms where these guys meet right yeah, uh, of yeah. doing that. I mean maybe yeah. it's more maybe it's not as as we don't swing the pendulum all the way to like you're saying like forget the CEO position just make that that elected yeah, yeah. official CEO, so me, but something yeah, there. Let me make a couple points there. I think number one, the president under my vision, right? Just like the US president. Well, you're saying president, but there's two positions now. There is a president and there's a CEO. You're saying it becomes president and CEO. Correct. Correct. And you get a four-year term, you get elected, and then you have all executive power. One of the very first things that you would do is probably appoint, hire a chief of staff. Right, so who we consider to be the CEO or the association exec, to me, it could be a COO, uh, chief of staff, some role that the president CEO has every authority to go hire, right, and say, listen, I I used to be a realtor until yesterday, right, <laughs> you know, and I just got elected. I don't know shit about lobbying. I don't know anything about fundraising. I don't know anything about those things. Hey, you, you have twenty years experience working at the. Um, American Manufacturer Association, I'm going to hire you, pay you a million dollars a year, right? Come in and be my chief of staff, 
right? I don't. I think that they will get be a okay. million, and, and and the president only gets uh, four hundred thousand. Hey, man, Pres- the president of the United States makes four hundred thousand a year. Think about what Fauci made. Right? There are people in government who make way more than the president. I mean, that's just, and that's again would be the president's decision, right? In certain positions, I think like what I was thinking was I'm really mimicking the federal government because I think it makes a lot of sense. Like it wouldn't just be the president. Hold on, hold on. Rob Hahn for the first time ever has said that the federal government makes a lot of sense. The so structure. I just want to pause there just to, to kind of like let hold that on. hang in the air. Let Rob Hahn because, says uh, the, the yes. federal government is it makes a lot of sense. Yes, because until I recently became an anarchist, I've been the biggest pro-constitution. Like the Constitution <laughs> of the United States is a beautiful document. Right? It's it's phenomenal. It's a work of genius. So why not why don't we just copy from the geniuses? Right? So my point is like you would have the consent of the Senate kind of thing, right? The appointment process. So first high level positions, I think it would be appropriate for the president to say, I want to hire this person and then the board of directors to sort of sign off on that, right? Because to your point, you want to leverage the wisdom of as many people, right? Who all of which should reflect the will, the democratic will of the membership. So you can say, listen, I want to hire this person as the chief of staff. The, the, the board directors would then get to question, hey, you know, what's your experience with this? What's your experience with that? What's your philosophy around, you know, whatever, hiring or or whatever, right? I mean, something like that. It just seems like a lot of extra work. I mean, you know, whereas if you get somebody there that has the experience, they can just go right to work. I mean, I don't. So what the is biggest, the, so I, yeah. I mean, cause it is a lot extra, but I mean, so yeah, what yeah, is yeah. the, maybe focus, tell me what you think the the advantage would be yes. why all this work yes. is is yes. is would be things you'd want to go through. Yes. Two things. Number one, I think, I think NAR it's a membership organization at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a giant whatever multi billion dollar whatever, but it really is a membership organization at the end of the day. And the fact that the members have no democratic input really to the most important position which is the CEO, right? I think that's a problem. The CEO works for the board of directors, like the board of directors hires, which is a well, more normal, I mean, if they're well, hiring, which is normal corporate structure, right? Yeah, but if they're, if they're hiring a, you know, a, a team to go look at that, I'm sure they're the board of directors that is choosing the new CEO is made of members of NAR. Sure. There's probably a, selection committee and i bet those sure. so, those people on that committee are members of nar so that's not exactly true what you're saying no i i think it is true because now we have to delve into some of the problems with nar governance the 900 plus board of directors a lot of them are not actually elected by the membership right they're like appointed and, and it's like there's the the, the 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 connection to sort of democratic process is super thin as it is currently stands I would love to reform that as well, right? I just wanted to focus on one thing, which is, all right, focus on the most important position, which is the president CEO. I actually think there's a huge benefit to having that position be democratically elected by the membership as a whole, right? Because now that person could really legitimately say, I have a mandate from the membership to do X, Y, and Z, right? I ran on this platform of whatever, increased pay, higher professionalism, you know, what, whatever it is, right? And they say, look, and as a result, I'm going to implement these policies. Whereas if Bob Gold or whoever's the next CEO is, gets hired by the board of directors, 
you can't really say that person has a mandate to do anything, right? They, they're just work for the board of directors. So, well, like you said, I mean, the, each pre, new newly elected president comes in with their own, what they want to do. And then, and then here's another I thing. Know. Just let me ask you a question. I yeah. mean, you want to elect people. If you look at, at the 1.6 million realtors, and if you, if you send out a survey yeah, or, you know, just ask them point up where they didn't have a Google in front of them. Yeah. Who is the CEO of NAR? Do you think anybody would know that? I think probably about 20% would know. What about, what about the president? Oh, I think probably 20% would know. I think roughly 20% of the realtors are kind of association junkies. Right. So, I mean, you're asking then, you know, 80% of people that, I mean, it, it is, it would turn into some sort of popularity contest in a sense. Just not not really right. based on Marriott. Sure, Marriott. Merit. Dude, how many people voted for the governor of California? What percentage of Californians actually cast a vote? Yeah. It's probably it's under 50%. Nationally, it's, it's, a, it's abysmal as well, sure. It, it is. And you know what? Here's the thing. When that happens, you could bitch about it. But fact is, the, the, the people, the members can't bitch. Right? Like, if you didn't vote, shut the fuck up. Right? You can't complain about, well, NAR policy, this, that, and the other thing. Did you vote? No? Shut up. Whereas today, that doesn't apply, right? Because the board director is this massive thing. And a lot of times, like, nobody voted for these people, right? I mean, don't you think that, like, if, if there was a, a member out there and, you know, who's the, I didn't even know the president this year. Um, it's Kenny Parcell this year. It's Tracy yeah. Casper next year. Yeah, so so Kenny, they could get to Kenny and say, "I'm pissed off about this," and if Kenny thought it was something relevant, they they Kenny definitely Bob Goldberg's picking up fucking Kenny's call, right? So there's a path there. Is there? So again, then what I'm saying is, what is the difference between the Leslie Rauta Smith administration and the Kenny Parcell administration? For that matter, the administration of the past five presidents. And you can't yeah. even name the fast five presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, to me, like in one sense, then how how do you like? I mean, I'm just trying to think like experience here. I know working at lower levels, like let's say association yeah. or MLS, most obviously more mostly associations. Um, that association staffs sometimes really struggle with. They're presidents, right? So when you ask, like, I think association staff members, yeah, hey, what was it like? You know, how was Tina? How was Fred? Yeah, yeah, how was yeah? They will all have like, oh, that was the worst, or that was the right. best, or yeah. I really got that right. done. So I mean, you and I can say, well, there really was. It doesn't matter. But I bet within the ranks, there's probably things that that, that they more affected than you and I know about. You know, from a from a grand from a high level here, right? You mean ranks of the staff. Yeah, well, and the yeah, staff so, of yeah, NAR, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. for sure, right? So, so you know, I, I, I think those things, th those appointments probably matter more than we th we know or think. Um, what we're just not. Well, when, when when a president gets elected, you know, that oh, yeah, yeah, term, yeah. right? Yeah, um, is there right? Don't maybe, shoot. I mean, maybe, but then if I think, like I said, one of the issues is, and this has happened at the local level as well. Because a president's role doesn't really seem to matter, it just becomes a straight popularity contest. And then you get a president in, and I've seen this personally at local association you know, levels, where you get a nightmare. 
Right. You get but, we, just that, but you're just you're basically saying, but that could happen. You get a nightmare CEO in that in that case as well. You could, right? So obviously you would have, you know, removal provisions and blah blah blah. You vest the board of directors. Again, <laughs> we could get a look we could get a nightmare president of the United States, right? We could get a nightmare governor of a state. We could There's always I think you could, and it's happened before. And there are provisions to remove that person, the impeachment process, right? So obviously you would have the same thing. What I'm suggesting, though, is that what I'm suggesting, that, again, I have no proof, you know, <laughs> so is I think those nightmare presidents get in because the membership doesn't really care. It's not an important enough role. Whereas if they got to vote for the CEO of the local association, right, for a four-year term, they would absolutely vote and they would care more. They would be like, okay, tell me about your plans. Tell me about what you're going to do. Tell me how you're going to improve our lives. No, no president ever gets asked that question because they're like, whatever, president. You know, like we have a CEO. You're here for a year and then you're gone. It's just a little thing you want to pin on your resume. I no, mean, I they, really I mean, think that's you, how people I'm, see I'm, it. I think if you go to there's the people running for NAR for two thousand president for two thousand twenty six or twenty five. Yeah. yeah, there's a bullet list they have. I've seen those banners sure. at mid year that, that kind of sure. list out. Vote for. Vote for Kenny because he's going to like A, B, C, D, and E, right? They're, they right. they they run on a platform of some type, right? And they never execute any of it because they don't have the power and the authority to execute any of it. All they can do is take it to the CEO and they're like, please do these things. It's like, what well, is a multi-year project, right? So let, let's just take one example as an, as an example, right? The whole um, uh, professionalism thing that was like really hot, you know, what, 10 years ago, right? And... I remember hearing directly, like it was bunch of presidents, pe- bunch of people that were kind of in the pipeline, and we know about the pipeline. Like whoever's going to be president is probably set ten years in advance, right? And they all agreed we're going to make this our issue during our terms, right? Because they knew I only have a one year term, so I'm going to do it, and then I pass it off to the next person who I already know who it's going to be, and they're going to keep doing it. And then you know it was one of those things, and I'm like. Wouldn't it have made more sense to just go, listen, you get a four-year term, you could get reelected for another four. If you can't get this done in eight years, that's on you, right? Whereas the one constant through that all of those terms is the CEO, right? But could, could you make it where the president, the, keep the structure we have, but give them okay. a longer term to get it to help, to get it done? Like be a president for two years or, you know, as you can say, the, four years. So here's the question. Can the president fire the CEO? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think, uh, uh, I think, uh, they can't, there probably have to be some sort of consensus with the board or something, but right. no, they, I mean, they, you can't give right. one person one power to say you you're fired, can. right? You no, you can't. I mean, you have to go can. through yes, HR and all this other nonsense nowadays, for sure. No, you absolutely Have you ever can. tried? I've, I've fired people. It's not easy. It, I mean, no. even when they deserve it, it's not easy, man. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm saying because you're in a company corporate context. I'm saying if we were to follow the US model or, like I said, the state model, then you have one head of the executive branch, and that's the president, and the president can hire and fire whoever he wants. And that's like serving at the pleasure of the president kind of thing, right? So if the president says, listen, the CEO is not working out for me. So we don't even call it a CEO. You could call it a CEO. I, don't, I guess it doesn't matter. I always think of it as like chief of staff, right? Not working out, get out. I'm going to bring my own person in. That's absolutely possible. That's absolutely feasible. That's a little different, by the way, than firing some junior staffer, right? Like we're talking about those seniors, cabinet level positions. You have to allow the executive to be able to say, pick his own people. 
right? And it can't be like an HR well, issue, I think you know? As we've seen it recently, it's very difficult even for a president to fire a uh, a staff member uh, without consequences. So again, I think you're delving into into uh, pools that we decided we don't want to go. I'm just saying, as a general specific matter. If we want to keep the current structure, fine. I'm just saying then the CEO has to be – the president has to be able to hire and fire the CEO at will, right? Because if – and today that's not the case because CEO works for the board of directors. The president doesn't have any ability to do that. They would have – the president would have to go to the board and then get them to exercise some clause in the employment contract or whatever. I'm like that's not – that you don't – then you don't have the power. I'm just trying to get to democracy because we're a membership organization, have the members vote in the executive who's going to run the thing, have the executive then be able to, be able to you know, sort of carry out the campaign promise or at least try, right? And having the board directors kind of be there as in more like an advisory capacity to the, to the CEO, to the executive, as well as being more of the legislature that would do the rules, the code of ethics, you know, those types of things, policies. Maybe you could have given even spending power because that's what Congress has, right? So maybe it's like the board has to approve the budget, you know, to give them power at the purse. But you got to put the executive power in the in the president CEO, right? That I'm just copying the most brilliant document ever created, which is the U.S. Constitution, right? I mean, why wouldn't it work for, for NAR if it works for the United States? Well, you're copying the executive branch of that. I Correct. mean, you're not really copying Correct. the judicial and the and legislator, right? So there's a difference, the difference there. I that don't know. I mean, as a thought experiment, I mean, and, and, and this is absolutely your style, right? Is you, you swing that pendulum all the way to the right, and I think that's kind of nuts. But there is something here that's closer to center, maybe more to the left or right, of you know, are, is NAR giving their, the way that they do it now with the, with the, uh, the membership president being elected enough resources to affect change. And that could be in the length of the term that could be in the, uh, let's say, uh, you know, uh, size of the, uh, the board of directors, right? That could be, you know, some sort of like power, as you say, in a hiring or firing. Because I, I right now, I'm, I'm sure the president could probably get the, the CEO fired if they'd have to go through some channels and get, you know, this and this and this guy. Hey, I think this guy, this guy should go out. They could probably run on that. They says, mm-hmm. you know what? If you if you elect me, I'm going to have ball, you know, whoever the, the CEO, CEO would be at that time, yeah. you know, let go, right? I mean, um, but I, I just don't see like just having somebody run, them getting elected after being a you know a broker in in Petaluma to run one of the largest uh, lobbying organizations. I'm not sure if that would serve NAR. The the what NAR is supposed to be doing as far as on the lobbying side and everything else, the best best thing for what they're. I mean, everybody tells me the best thing they do. Well, what am I paying these dues for? What am I paying these are? Well, you're paying these dues so that we still have the mortgage interest deduction, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what, I mean, and there's other issues that really affect more of the rank and file, but that's a complicated thing. And somebody you want to have experience in those circles or at least know, you know, how to bring people in those circles. 
um, to just, you know, give it to this rube who's, you know, who's, you know, who got everybody fired up, you know, about, you know, uh, whatever, whatever the, the case may be. All right. But so let's let's just take that to the next step, though. You're assuming that this random ass broker from Petaluma would get elected. I'm saying if he gets elected, it's because he's convinced 51% of the membership to vote for him, or at least 50% of the members who do vote to vote for him, right? I mean, because, you know, if that if we say, look, NAR is a lobbying organization, so therefore the president CEO really has to be grounded in that area, I think it's Johnny Isaacson. He's a congressman or senator from Georgia. He's a realtor, right? Why wouldn't someone like that run for this office? You know, if the opportunity is like, look, it's random ass broker from Petaluma or former senator, you know, who's also a realtor, why wouldn't you vote for that guy? Right? So I, I think what I'm getting at is I think if we opened this up and made this position powerful, truly powerful, I think we get a lot more competition and the membership would then vote and sort of give a mandate to, you know what? You win. We want we want you to pursue your vision and deliver on your campaign promises. Okay, right. so here, here's what I would do. I would say, yeah. okay, Rob, I want you to go get your real estate license and join yes. NAR, and I will yes. be your campaign manager, and we'll and, get, and you get know Rob what? Hobb elected as the NAR CEO. Boom, and baby! I, boom! And I would do that if they change the constitution as per you know my uh, suggestion, <laughs> which will never happen. Let, let's be honest about this. It's never well, you, if you're if you're running the play, you have to first get elected. No, no, and but then, it's like. You, what the constitution has to be changed so that the power actually exists, right? Like to well, being elected. No, as but I'm president, saying. I mean, yeah. but I'm saying that have to be done for in order for you to run anyway, right? So correct, right? Right. Correct. So, so I'm saying do when that they, when first. they when they change it when they change yes. it then you then you get your license yes. and then boom we we go for yeah. it right or rather I'd rather don't you have your license? No. No. Oh. Who do I, who do we, who, no, who I'm, I'm the man behind the man. Okay. That's, that's what I want to be. <laughs> Look, you don't want to, of- you don't want to sully your, your, Clint, your leadership no. with the backdoor dealings that I'm going to have to do to get you elected, Rob. Okay. Right. You don't want to be in those smoky cigar rooms and, and cutting anything I can to, to, to make sure you're in that position. Uh, that so it's, the, it's, the association needs to be in. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like in college, uh, I had a good friend of mine tell me straight to my face. And he said, look, because you weren't born here, this will never be an issue. But if you ever run for president of the United States, I will have to assassinate you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's brutal, man. <laughs> I know. This was one of my good friends in college too. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. You know, um, But I get it because you know I was Malcolm H in college and a pretty radical revolutionary. Oh God. So um, hold on. We've got, we went the, the, I, one day we're gonna have to tell that story. The, the evolution from Malcolm H to uh, the notorious ROB. So <laughs> yikes. If maybe it will do it on your podcast, you know, the, the interview <laughs> that way. All right. So listen, like I said, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but there's a leadership conference. That's just like a leadership summit coming up. NAR leadership summit. Right. And I do think maybe the whole point of this is this, like I'll throw that proposal out, but part of it is like who inspires the leadership right now? Is there anyone that we could point to, right? And say, look, this person is sort of the leader of realtors, not just like as in terms of position, right? Like the CEO of NAR, Bob Goldberg has the position 
CEO leadership. But is he a leader in more of the substantive, uh, emotional, spiritual, political sense? Do you know what I mean like who who could we point to and say, you know what, this person really sort of you know energizes the well? That's the supposed real to be membership. Kenny right now, right? That's supposed, that's to, supposed be. to be Kenny. But was it who's the last president of NAR that you could point to and say, yeah, that person speaks for the membership? Yeah, I mean that that speaks to a larger thing. I'm like, who in the country can we say speaks to that? Right? I mean, correct. I mean, it's 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 a. I think. Look, yeah, I'll put it's it this tough. Way. The closest tough. person, the closest that I personally think we could point to say that person speaks for, you know, maybe not the realtor, if not the realtor population, at least a huge amount of realtor population is Gary Keller. Right. Right. Someone like that. I mean, I think you could maybe say. Other major, large, you know, real estate company CEOs who are not just the CEO but also the face of that company. You know, I think we could. So it's Gary Keller, uh, Robert Refkin. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe Glenn Sanford, right? Because because here's yeah, maybe how like some. It. I mean, there's I mean some coaches out there. Maybe Sharon Tom Ferry, or maybe. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you would compare those people with someone like uh, Schneider at at Realogy. Right, he's a very effective CEO, but I don't think anyone would say he like is the face of Realogy. You know, it's not like the the agents at Realogy look to Schneider as like, yeah, that's our leader, right? And I'm saying it's sort of a similar idea for NAR. Like, who's that person? You know what? It should be the president, right? And it isn't today because the president's role is this weekend, one year rotating whatever thing. Let's make that position really powerful. Make him the NAR CEO. Have ten people running for the position, and then when whoever wins, whoever emerges from that, I think we all of us could legitimately point to say that person speaks for realtors, right? And it's more than just position, like like not just the power, but also kind of that inspiration, kind of that you know that firing people up, like you know follow me because all these people voted for you, right? By the way, I think this also applies to state and local levels. It's just that at the local level, I, I'm not sure there's enough of an incentive. At the at NAR, dude, this is a this is one of the most important trade organizations in the country, right? Three hundred fifty million dollars in revenues. I think a couple like five hundred staff, two different locations. It's always a heavy hitter. I think we would see some pretty amazing individuals run for office, right? Uh, if the office of the president became synonymous with you're the, you're the CEO of NAR as well, right? Well, maybe the next the, the next hired CEO mm -hmm. can will have more of those traits, right? Maybe maybe that person maybe it could be solved by we hire somebody that maybe started maybe that was from a family real estate that happened to get into other organizations that uh you know that also have the check the boxes of whatever and, and is more okay. of an orator or a fire upper kind of guy so sure um, i be i'm interested to see what people might comment or uh, uh on this on this subject so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have to see <laughs> I, it's a, it's, well, if you're going to hire that type of ceo the problem is it's hired by the board of directors because of governance issues of the board of directors i don't know that you could say that that person now speaks for realtors i really don't i don't think you could say they have a mandate Right, which is why. Well, I mean, we have elected officials that go to Congress, and you know, uh, you know, if you're going to go down that road, is that elected yeah. official your your local representative really local representative you? 
Um, well, it depends you know, whether I mean, you're always going to have yeah. those problem, right? No, but in a, in a, in a, in our system today, then yeah, that person, even though I voted against him or her speaks for, because they won the majority of the votes, right? And yeah, if it's real close, if it's a, you know, razor thin, then obviously they don't have the type of mandate, right? But if you won by 70% in a local election, I think you could legitimately say, you know what? I, I am the voice of my constituents. And one of the issues that we have is just, and this is a larger governance-related thing that I've worked on for you know over a decade, right? It's it, realtor association elections are not necessarily like I don't know we could say that really reflects the will of the membership, but that's a whole separate conversation, right? I'm saying like at a minimum something that the leadership summit should at least talk about. So let's put that at least here's what they should be talking about. If you're not going to make adopt the you know the Rob proposal, right? How do you get this voice of the realtor person, right, and give them actual authority, give them actual power, so they can, you know, that that there is a true leader, right, of of the community? Because I right now I don't think there's a single person we could point to say that person leads the realtor community. That person speaks for realtors, right? Because when you have congressional hearings, there's always a president of NAR who goes and testifies, right? And represents himself or herself as, I'm the voice of 1.6 million realtors. I'm like, yeah, are you? <laughs> like, it's one of those, are you really? Because you're there for one year. No one really voted for you. Like, well, aren't you? they elected? They're elected by who then? They're elected by the membership, but I think, or it could be just like board of directors. I'm not entirely sure who, who even elects the president. Which is a very good point. So, you know, we sh it should be a wide open <laughs> yeah, democratic yeah. process. Uh, because, again, the end goal is can we find someone that we could say that person is the leader of the realtors? And I don't think that exists right now. I don't think you could say Kenny Parcell is the leader of realtors in the country. Well, he was. I know that he was elected. As far as how yeah. that how that goes through, I mean, I, I don't I don't know the mechanics of it, but um, yeah. I mean. It, they're running, so they're being they're they're being elected now. What you're saying is like, I think what you're saying is a little bit different. You're saying, do they have any power? That's they what don't you're have saying. any power, and what yeah. they're running, they never run for president, right? The real election that matters is first vice president, CEO or president. I think right. No, CEO. Yeah. So I'm saying they don't. No one really runs for president. It's like you run for first vice president because they understand that when you're first vice president. You're going to be president-elect, and then you're going to be president, and then you're going to be immediate past president. Right, right, right. So, right, so the right. contest is the first vice president, right? And I'm saying, well, that's silly. Let's have the contest be for president and then give that president enough power and authority that we can really point to that person and say, yeah, you know, he or she speaks for realtors, and he or she has enough power to, to deliver on campaign promises. That goes way beyond just, you know, some PR, like planting trees or riding with a brand or whatever the fuck, you know, they come up with. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be a benefit. I think that would be a benefit. And I would like the leadership to consider it when they meet. Not All that right. they're well, let's, let's see what happens. You know? Yeah. We'll yeah. see what happens. Right. So hopefully uh, this was, uh, we try to keep it a little bit light today because uh, I think next week we'll be back to the heavy there are some heavy things happening in and to the industry. And we'll I'm, get back I'm to unchained it. next week. I'm unchained. Woo-woo. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Great chatting. 
Thank Peace. you. And congrats again, Greg. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Later, everybody. Listen, content is everything. Two Brothers Creative makes it look easy. Right now, business owners really only have two options. The first option is hire a big firm. Now, this big firm's gonna come in, make you think that they invented all the algorithms and start charging you thousands of dollars every month. You don't wanna do that. Second option is to do it yourself. Well, that means you gotta learn SEO, SEM, copywriting, marketing techniques on the web. Ugh, you should be really focusing on your own product. But now there's a third option. It's called content in a box. Give Two Brothers Creative 30 minutes a week and they'll handle everything. Plus, they'll show you how to bring it in-house later on. They'll rebuild your marketing foundation and give you tools and techniques and a new marketing playbook that'll actually produce real results and help you grow your business. Two Brothers Creative will give you the confidence and know-how to tell the SEOs and SEMs and all those other acronyms to get fucked. You're in control now. Get started today at thecontentbox.com.